Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is. getting your COVID test again. Yes, because I'm going somewhere. There's a pandemic, Noor. <laughs> now, now, everybody calm down. Let's Kelly see. Kelly Dodd of podcasts. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, no, I know. I'm not trying to be Kelly Dodd. Right, everybody calm down. Prior to today, I was quarantined for two full weeks. I've been very, very careful, but I am going to see three of my best friends from high school. We are getting an air. We got an Airbnb. We were supposed to go earlier. We didn't get to because I got pneumonia. <laughs> so I went to go get my COVID test to say, this you sounds like have- a De- this sounds like a DeAndra story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to do that, but then I got SARS. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Out of the four of us, two have already been vaccinated. The other one is a photographer that works from home and I work from home. So I went and got tested today and I fucking hated it, but I'm very excited because hopefully I hope it's the last time I need to get COVID tested. I don't know what the science is, what happens after you get vaccinated, but I got a slot to get vaccinated in New Jersey Yay. for Wednesday. Now, if you're going to ask me how that happened, I don't know. Yeah. How did, so you just, you, did you apply? You said something about applying. There's no application. <laughs> you just get notified at some point. Yeah. So New Jersey did an open enrollment. They said, if you want to register for the COVID vaccine, register and we'll let you know when your group, it's time for your group. I said, all right, cool. What? Put- you are the youngest group there is. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I'm not that young. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> Conspiracy theory. We're vaccinating the immigrants first. Oh my God, you're right. But listen, <laughs> between my husband getting vaccinated and me getting vaccinated, our 5G is going to be so good. <laughs> So I registered and my group was 1C. So I have no idea because it's not time for 1C to get vaccinated. But I also got an email saying vaccination slots are open for your group. Click here to register. So I clicked and I found a spot and it's going to be Wednesday and I'm very excited. Am I jumping the line while other people need it? I have no idea. This is why the Buffalo man thinks that there is a conspiracy and your word doesn't count. (laughs) Because the buffalo man with the buffalo, (laughs) the Viking that (laughs) stormed the capital, but the one that eats only organic food. Piece of shit. Yeah. He's the one that should be given chicken feet. But (laughs) 
Yes. Yeah, I don't understand how you are getting it, but girlfriend, go get it. Hell yeah. Shoot yeah. me up. I'm so excited. Stick it in my veins, please. Because <laughs> I hope that after I get the vaccine, I don't ever have to get a COVID test. Until they figure out a way to do a COVID test that doesn't involve penetrating your brain through your nose. Oh. I. Uh, That's how the Egyptians drained the brain from the dead when they were embalming. Are we, since when did we start swabbing for the flu that way also? Swabbed it for the flu they don't swap for flu like that i don't know oh, if they wow. were just pranking me in my urgent care probably pranking you probably they were like we're gonna swab you for the flu and for for covid i guess they're saying that if they're swabbing they can test both yes of course but i didn't know that you had to get penetrated in your brain for the flu you don't but what they're saying is when when we are getting samples we might as well test it for both did they do it twice yes oh yeah i no, got four pokes funny. One in each nostril twice. What? Yes. And you oh. know, I have a hoop nose ring. So I'm always yeah. terrified that they're going to like snag it. But anyway, I'm just glad I'm going to get my vaccine. When do you get the results though? Do you get it tomorrow? Yeah, I got it already. You did already? Yeah. You're negative? Yeah, I'm negative. No, I'm positive. I'm going to go anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you're positive in one nostril and negative in the other oh my gosh <laughs> my anyway. fucking dogs just open completely locked door they managed to open and they're here honestly asking. that's like not even um, upsetting because that's impressive that your dog was able to open a locked door they, the two of them did something they jiggled the lock and they just opened and walked in now and they want a treat like their nightly treat and they're standing there licking their lips and <laughs> you know Hold on. To be honest, okay. they deserve it Hold now on. because they opened a yeah. locked door. Please. Yes. Exactly. Once I gave it to them, they just they turned around and walked away like no, not even eye contact. They're like, okay, <laughs> fine, bitch. Done. That's all we needed. <laughs> There's no thank you, no eye contact, mm -mm. nothing. Mm -mm. Yeah, give it to us. That's it. I think they have I have to teach them how to get their own treats so they don't bother me. That's all they need me for is to open the box to give them a treat. I'm pretty sure that's what my kids need me for. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I'm very I'm just very excited to to Yay, do this. I'm and happy for you. I know you were looking forward to this for a long time. There's still not enough science for us to know whether or not even if you're vaccinated, can you be a carrier? Because that risk is still there. You can potentially yes. still be a carrier, of course. Oh, yeah, you can. For me, the biggest thing is that I'm usually home all the time. I don't leave. Mm -hmm. I have not really left my house much. Mm -hmm. For me, the biggest reason for that was because I want to be able to see my dad and I don't mm -hmm. want him to get sick. So that's why we do all the things that we do. I'm hoping that this will like help us a little bit and sort of calm my anxiety a little bit on being mm. able to see my parents so yeah all right so this week in atlanta <laughs> yeah kenya threw cynthia and mike a surprise engagement party which was quite sad was it not was it not like the saddest party yeah mike and todd were watching the game they weren't even paying attention to what was happening <laughs> watch they did not care they were like why yeah. the fuck are we here that's definitely yeah. my husband and his right. and our husband friends kenya threw the party so she could point out to uh, portia that she did give her a gift and i get that kenya is mad but like mm -hmm. i fully believe that kenya makes a mess at this party just because she's like bored and drunk oh yeah and there's no good reason for why kenya does it but that's why we love her she takes her job pretty seriously she's like i'm here to stir shit and this is how i stir shit exactly just earning her 
earning her pay. Yes, for sure. Would yeah. you be disappointed if you thought that Joe Biden was going to be somewhere, but instead it was a surprise party for you? I'd be pissed. <laughs> I'd be really pissed. I mean, I, I don't know about be. Joe Biden. I would be because I would be. It would depend on who's throwing the party and what the party turns out to be. Yeah. What the surprise party turns out to be. But if I thought Joe Biden was going to be there and then I show up and it's this party, then I would be furious. Yes. <laughs> and do you know what I noticed at this party? Yeah. I don't understand why Drew has a peach. Why yeah. wasn't she at this party? Yeah. Why was Marlo at this party but not Drew? I don't understand. What was the the new girl? What's her name? Toya? Baby no. Gina. Yeah, LaToya. LaToya, yeah. Yes. I don't understand. That is a different show. Was like Drew supposed to be a married to medicine? I don't understand. Like yeah. what, what show did Drew get cast on and why isn't she at this party? I feel like they were trying out LaToya as the peach holder. Yeah. And uh, at some point, Drew took over and they made Drew the peach holder. And so Latoya was was sidelined into a friend. I think at this point, they were all auditioning and they hadn't quite figured out who the next housewife was going to be. Yeah, it's possible. I also think like Latoya talking about how hot she thinks Kenya is. This is very unbrand for Kenya. Kenya every season needs a person who is like really into her. Like she had her fake boyfriend, she had Apollo, she had her shitty husband, she even had her baby. Like she needed to have a person who was like madly like up her ass. Mm -hmm. And right now it's LaToya. Mm -hmm. Is Kenya's butt fake? I don't know. How do I know? How how would you know? How would anybody know? know? We wouldn't know. She has a donkey booty. She got that donkey booty. Or what was her yeah. video called? Oh, Stallion. What? Stallion. I was like, they had it was a it was a related animal. It was, was like, it, it was donkey horse? booty was versus it like horse? <laughs> was it a horse? It horse? Was donkey, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was donkey booty versus stallion booty. <laughs> I well, you know, stallions are male and stallions are known for the penis, not for the booty. No, so it it's was, a hilarious. Yeah. Movie. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, that's the stallion booty. Maybe she got some stallion implants. <laughs> would you get butt implants? I would have to if I can move some of the other fat around. Yeah. If I can move some of the other fat around to my butt, I would. Yeah. Because just getting a booty implant when the rest of you is a mess doesn't work. Yeah, that's work. what I want. I, I don't need like you know everybody's like oh I got implants. I just want everything readjusted to the yes. right spot. There's there's spots that need booty that that need the fat and they lack fat and there are other spots that don't need the fat and they are heavily fattened yeah i don't need any odd add-ons i don't want an add-on i I just want a shift just like restack my body so that things are in the right place rearrange the furniture (laughs) i have everything here i just want to redesign it we don't need to buy anything new Everything is there. Yeah. The bones are great. You just need to move it around to the right places. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they also went to like a, a lingerie shop and they tried on thongs and I was very confused. I was like, are they buying them? Are you just trying on thongs? How does this work? Who? <laughs> I felt very uncomfortable. I was like, I hope they bought them. And if they didn't buy them, do they have try-ons? <laughs> At Sephora, you can like, you have like makeup testers. Is this like thong testers? I hope everybody went and got like their vaginas fumigated because it's a thong. It goes up people's butts. It's too close to your parts. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's why I buy a nice Hanes six-pack in a plastic wrap. It's all wrapped up. I'm not trying on anything fancy. I want my proper, you know, comfy <laughs> Underwear that's been, you know, sterilized and comes in its own packaging that has not been tampered with. Yes, I need everything to just hug and suck. Yes, hug, suck, and uphold. And yes. <laughs> yeah. I need a lot of support there. I don't need, yeah. Mm -mm. I, I don't mm. need, a string is not going to do anything. Okay, no. here. I need a whole lot of support. I need, right. I need the lift. Yes. I need I to feel like that. it's all secured so it doesn't flop when I walk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like it's not going <laughs> to fall down <laughs> to my knees when I walk. I walk too fast or step over, a, a, you know, trip over a stone or something. It's not going to just fall down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need my belly to come barreling out. Okay. <laughs> underwear is what I wear. Yeah, sensible underwear forever. I don't need the bells and whistles. Yeah. You're going to take this whether it's in this or PJs. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we're married. You're stuck. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? There's no entire thing here. Yeah. You're lucky if you get it. At this point in 20 years of my marriage, <laughs> you're lucky if you get it tonight. So take it or leave it. This is what is there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, accept me in my free bank t-shirt with holes yeah. in it or yeah. get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Next, we have Dallas. In Dallas, we open up again with Brandy pretending to cry with no tears coming out of her eyes. He's <laughs> trying, man. He's trying. Oh, my God. Okay, so high-level overview on this episode is that Brandy says sorry to Tiffany. We see how Deandra got COVID, and we deep dive into all things Tiffany Moon from her closet yes. to her wine to her culture. Let's go ahead and start with Deandra real quick. Oh, okay. Let's start with Deandra because that was uh that was fun <laughs> to watch COVID in action. Yeah. Like, it was funny to watch her do everything else and then take all the other precautions and then show up to this dude. First of all, I want to know how much money he makes. He lived in a good house. Shocking. I was like, how is this? Yeah, he was like in a good neighborhood. He had a good... I was like, wow, this man um, must have a lot of rich clients that he blows into the noses off. Because Obviously. This is like, he, uh, maybe on he, he has another job where he does COVID testing, where he he's pretty good at getting into the nose and out of it. Oh, my God. It was wild. I was like, oh, this is how she got it. This is, this is it. Like, no wonder Deandra is constantly worried that she has COVID because she goes to a man who blows in and out of her nose. I mean, my and God. And then all around her, he's <laughs> blowing on her hair. And then he has like this um, big feather or I don't know. It looks like a broom. Yeah. He's like, he is sweeping it all over the place. I'm like, ah, okay. First of all, if he's appropriating cultures and, you know, shaman culture or whatever he had multiple shaman cultures appropriated yeah there. i didn't know which one which one he was following he was talking about the chakras i'm thinking okay you are talking about hinduism and yoga and all of that no but then he went into other stuff yeah I'm like uh this is this is all the other cultures in one. And apparently he gets paid well by Deandra and a whole bunch of other people because he lives in a very good, very nice neighborhood in a nice house. I do think that his advice to Deandra was not bad advice. But it's just that while he's giving the advice, he's 
also a health risk in the middle of a pandemic. Right. But his advice was, how do you feel about it? It's like he's asking Deandra. Deandra came up with the answer. Like, so you feel like you should go to reach out to your brother. And Deandra is like, yeah, I think I should. And like that, that's not, that's what any, ask Mary Cosby. That's what charlatans do. Okay. That's true. That's easy. You just lead them to the answer and let them figure it and, and let them think that you came up with the answer. You came up with the advice. They came up with that. They already knew they had to do it. While I was watching it, I was like, could I do this? Because like, I, I, I do think that I give very good advice. So I was watching it, especially at a time. I'm going through, uh, if you cannot tell from the fact that I'm doing a podcast with you, I'm going through <laughs> a midlife crisis. And I'm thinking, what do I do? Have I done what I wanted to do? What is my passion project? What do I want? What am I really passionate about? And uh, the answer keeps coming to back to me. I have to pay my bills. That's what I'm passionate <laughs> yeah. about. Yeah. So when it comes back to this, I'm like looking at him. That's why it struck me. I'm like, oh, that was easy. Yeah. That was so easy. I could do that. <laughs> I do think that like grifters find their mark very easily in wealthy neighborhoods. Right. Because they're basically just trying to sell some sort of hope to yeah. people who are really rich and probably believe that being rich is going to fix their life. So yeah. it's really easy for somebody like that to find clientele among the rich. People who are rich think they can buy happiness. Yes. Because they have the money to buy happiness. So what they do is they go shopping. So yep. essentially they go shopping, they go to Lululemon, they go to yoga classes, they go to shamans, they go everywhere and they try and shop for the perfect happiness pill, which they never get. So they keep shopping and grifters open up all these shops all around them. I was like, what would my grift be? Because you mm -hmm. can't just be like, I'm going to give you advice. You have to sell something along with it. This right. man is using a nose Frida on adults. <laughs> yeah. Deandra is basically doing a Leanne this season. Correct. She's She's got the I'm trying to fix my family storyline. She's got the I'm humming into crystals storylines. I was like, okay, Leanne Locken. She's doing the, oh, she's doing the, uh, you know, Leanne Locken. She's like, Leanne Locken, oh, oh, you know, 2.0 and 3.0. Yes. This is Leandra 2.0. Yes, exactly. Leandra is very similar in that sense with Candace, where Candace is like, oh, I'm going to. Calm down. I'm not going to be so emotional. I'm not going to be so volatile. And I'm going to take a t take my time talking back to people. And I know that's not going to last for long. No, of course not. She's going to fall apart. She's going to have like three drinks and she's going to lose her mind. Right. Also, she's a lot like Leanne Locken in that she hates Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> but Carrie Don't is genuinely all? annoying. No, she's Don't terrible. All? Yeah. yeah. She's terrible. Her daughter's cute. <laughs> Her daughter was and her were having a whole conversation that was like two different conversations. Carrie is talking about the fact that Carrie separate uh, divorced her husband and she wasn't there for her children and now she feels guilty, so she's trying to make up for that time. Her daughter was talking about Black Lives Matter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and Carrie was talking about something completely different. It was she was talking about their relationship, and it was like two separate conversations <laughs> happening there. And then the best part of it was the, the daughter and her confessional was like, "My brother says I'm like my mom," and I'm like, "Please, God, no." Yeah. 
I was like, <laughs> even your kids don't like you, Carrie. You fucking weirdo. <laughs> I think her daughter, I mean, most kids don't end up not liking their parents anyway. But uh, her daughter, I think, uh, was a good example of somebody who grew up in a very sheltered and um, community. And then she goes off to L.A. or uh, um, metropolitan city. And then she sees the rest of the world. It's kind of learning about the rest of the culture now. So she is shocked by her own mother and and the neighborhood that they live in and the kind of people they hang out with. Yeah. <laughs> so she, she didn't quite enjoy coming back. No, not at all. So then we get into the meat of it, or if I should say the chicken feet of it. Yeah. We learned so much more about Dr. Tiffany Moon this episode, but we started with her and Brandy having this conversation where Tiffany is trying to explain to Brandy what happens to her as an Asian American who's just like trying to live her life. And she's telling Brandy that it wasn't just that she was tormented as a child, but even now as an adult, she's had patients say, we don't want the doctor who's going to give us coronavirus because she's Asian. You know, Brandy is crying or making a face like she's crying, but there's no tears. She looks very sweaty. I was like, you look like shit, Brandy. Like she looked really bad. She looked raggedy. And she keeps saying sorry. And she says, Brandy says, for you as a child to go through that, I can't imagine. And I was like, yeah, Tiffany went through that because those kids learn from their parents that that's how you make fun of Asian people. And guess what? That's probably what your fucking kids are going to learn, too, from you, Brandy. Right. If you are Brandy and you're coming from there, I have to give props to Brandy for at least even acknowledging that that's and saying sorry and saying yeah. that, uh, you know, Leanne Locken didn't even do that. No. Brandy is doing that. So I do acknowledge that and it's going to take. But what my point is that one uh, one uh, an apology to one asian uh, asian person who then says they forgive you does not absolve you. you that that action needs to be followed with a lot more and just because one asian person understands and uh, believes you're not you don't have racist intentions feelings, yeah intentions does not mean everybody else thinks so too so that does not absolve you and i again i am upset at bravo to bring these minority women here and in Southern Charm, um, you know, Leva in Southern Charm, to bring them on to sort of whitewash (laughs) the racism, right? And for them, the ones explaining it, it should be the other white women that explain it. Yep. The other white women are not, that's the part that bothers everybody. It's not the fact that this uh, Brandy made a mistake and Brandy said sorry, or Tiffany said it's okay and I forgive you and we'll work together towards it, we'll learn from it, which was, I think Tiffany said an awesome thing there. Like, let this be a starting point, right? It's not the end of it, but it's a starting point. Yeah, let's have so a I, dialogue. Let's continue learning yeah. from each other. Yep. Yeah. So I, I loved all of that. But then what I don't, I don't like is them having a conversation separately. I want the other women to hear that too. I want to know what Cameron thinks. I want to know what Carrie thinks. I want, they are all coming with their opinions on how good Brandy is, but they're not talking about how 
Tiffany might have felt. Yes. Or some uh, some other Asian might have felt. They don't talk about that. So it's not the other women that are coming and talking about it. It's, it's always the, is the person that has been the brunt of the of racism to come and fix it and say it's okay. Yes, exactly. That's the part that bothers everybody. It's not, it, nobody's saying Brandy hasn't learned the lesson. Maybe she has. Maybe she will not do this again. Maybe she'll be more cognizant. Maybe she won't. But the point is that it shouldn't be just Brandy. Yep. It should be something that they all hear. It should be something that they all understand that this is wrong for this reason. Yeah. When they came back, they're like, was it okay? And uh, she really didn't mean it. And she doesn't. Why are you all defending? Why don't you ask how Tiffany feels? Yep. At no point have you asked Tiffany how she feels about this. And that really bothered me and it continued to bother me because I'm thinking through like even just what you said right now, right? If if Tiffany has said, you know, let's take this as a moment for us to learn about each other. Like Tiffany was saying, you know, it's so important, especially because of the world that we live in right now, for us to understand the cultures that aren't ours. And like that could have been a moment where she she said that to everybody and maybe then they would have been nicer when they went to the dim sum place. Like it would have at least given these morons like a cue yeah. of like how to act and how to behave with culture because we saw what they did in Thailand. Like they weren't great in Thailand. So for them to be any better at maybe an American establishment, it, you know, I don't know if that's asking for too much, but they act like fucking assholes. I've been triggered by two different things. One is obviously the way that Cam and Stephanie are acting about the food at the dim sum place. That was mm-hmm. disgusting. And anybody who thinks yeah. that it was like just cute or funny is an mm-hmm. asshole. And anybody who's like, oh, well, I'm picky and I don't like that. You're an adult. You know how to decline food. Like there's a lot of times when I'm offered food that I can cannot eat because it's going to make me sick. I have a lot of mm-hmm. dietary restrictions. I don't eat pork. I don't drink alcohol. There's a lot of things that I don't eat. You're a vegetarian. Yeah, I, I even and you, uh, you know, Muslims could be, you know, you only eat halal or yeah. Jewish people only eat whatever. So you, it, it, you can refuse it in a different way than these women, they, they didn't even wait for her to offer before they started saying, is that a barf bag? Yeah. So that's one thing that bothered me. I want to talk about that in a little bit. But the other thing that really irritated me was, so in the episode, we got to see Dr. Moon's house and we saw her, gorge, her gorgeous house, her closet, all this stuff. Now that's a housewife. That's a real housewife that you want to watch. That kind of opulence. Yes. And for Stephanie to then be like, I think it's obnoxious is fucked up. Because we set, we spent like four fucking seasons talking about how rich Stephanie is and how she, her husband bought a house without even telling her with a giant with fucking pool, pool in yeah. the foyer. And by the way, Stephanie has multiple videos of herself showing the inside of her closet, which she's like, she, which she's emotional over. So mm-hmm. this bullshit that Stephanie's like, oh, I found it to be really obnoxious. I take a lot of notice on these shows when people of color join and how those people are treated. I noticed it in Beverly Hills. You know, yeah. I, I, and I'm going to be paying attention to how they treat Ebony in New York because these are the microaggressions that we've been talking about in the entire fucking year of 2020. Obviously, people of color have been talking about that long longer. But now it's like a buzzword that everybody wants to try to understand, but mm-hmm. they don't actually understand it. 
These are the microaggressions. Uh, when you meet a person of color with wealth, and rather than just saying, wow, that's really impressive, and you start to make these little comments, I found it obnoxious. I think it's too flashy. Bitch, she came to America when she was six years old to immigrant yeah. parents. She got her MD at 23. She made enough money to have all of those things. She earned it and she can flash it if she fucking wants to. But the fact right. that Stephanie, who married into money, who has no control over anything, right. is going to look down on Tiffany is fucking bullshit. And I noticed right. the fact that she's doing it to her. Maybe it's not an active, but that's the thing. That isn't a microaggression. When mm -hmm. you choose to make comments like that about an immigrant, it is a microaggression. Why are you having such a visceral reaction to this Asian woman who is successful yeah when you would never yeah. act that way to somebody like cam yeah if cam had shown them that house they would be licking her boots and talking about how she comes from a wealthy family and they would all be kissing her ass yep and trying to be her friend yep and that's the thing that really really bothers me about all of yeah. this and, and you know what we used we started watching housewives when we started watching housewives this is one of the things that we were uh, attracted to right the OC was fake opulence in yeah. this new money. But Beverly Hills was real opulence when we started watching it. You know, if you start looking back at Lisa's house and, you know, Adrian's house and all of that, right? They were they were um, uh, super wealthy people that yep. we were looking at. Yep. And that was something that everybody, no, no one complained about that. No one said that we they were showing off. No one said Yolanda was showing off at the fridge and her lemon trees. People getting irritated with Tiffany flashing her wealth. She's the only housewife I've seen so far that has made the money herself at 36 years old mm -hmm. and is able to show off what she's earned for herself. Like, yeah. why are we looking down on this? This is what we want. Yeah, and I don't think it's it's all, um, you know, from being a, a anesthesiologist, I don't think you, anesthesiologists make that money. I think her family created a business and she's part of the business. That's why it, the wine is called Three Moon, right? So yeah. it's He's part. Of, she has a part in the business. Her father made the money, and then they invested it, and they worked hard. They attained the American dream, and you bitches are just jealous that she did. Exactly. So I was irritated with the way that they were approaching that. Obviously, then when we get to to the dim sum place, mm -hmm. I used to think that Cam was just playing dumb. Okay, first of all, Cam didn't know what cathartic meant. Like, how do you not know the word cathartic? That tells me that Cam is not playing dumb. She is dumb. She's an actual moron. And also, She's I think her husband hates her. I think her husband definitely hates her. I don't understand uh, their... Uh, chemistry there's no chemistry first of all I don't understand what the attraction is between the two of them I don't understand their interactions seem very fake and not quite real yeah I don't um, know what world she lives in it's weird so as you said Cam is having her own show that's separate from this but that that uh, you know court and uh, he, him being afraid of telling her about the house situation was weird and ugh. it was really weird. I hated yeah. it. And then she, they go to this dim sum place and they're trying all these different foods. And Tiffany's being very like she's trying to make them understand the different things, the different mm -hmm. words that they use. And I will say, Deandra is really great while she's yeah. there. 
She's being very open. And actually, we knew last year, too, when they went to Thailand that Deandra is really into trying different foods and everything like that. And Carrie even says that they never tried anything. And Cam has the appetite of an eight-year-old. Which Tiffany would know. but And, you know, everybody... You know, as uh, as immigrants, I can tell you that I have been in a place where I get very excited to share my culture. Yes. And I can come off as overpowering where I'm like, oh, you should try this and that. And this is what it is. And and it can be overwhelming to somebody who is not quite ready to share or it doesn't, uh, you know, quite um, want to experience it. They're, not everybody is looking forward to experiencing it. Um they're coming to film. They didn't volunteer to do that, but you know, uh, they didn't ask for that experience, but they're getting that experience. So they may not quite be ready for it. But having said that, um, you don't approach it in a negative. You, you, they were approaching it already as a, Oh, this is scary. And this is negative. And yes. I'm going to be, it wasn't like, okay, I want to learn more about you. I want to welcome you into my community and I need to get to know you. And that is something that I, I as an immigrant, I have felt constantly since I've come to this country. It's um, if you weren't eating meat and potatoes, everything else is uh, strange. And it's only only the people that eat, uh, you know, if unless they ask for it, you don't offer it. You don't open up and offer your culture. I understand that people have dietary restrictions and they will not always try everything. Like I said, I have dietary restrictions and I can't eat every single thing that's put in front of me. But I've also have manners and I know how to politely decline it if somebody was to say that to me, right? Like, so Stephanie is going to try this thing and then she starts to gag. I was like, no, that's... That's fucked up because it's not just offensive to Tiffany. It's offensive to the restaurant. It's offensive to the workers who are probably not making a ton of money. Yeah, It's offensive to the entire culture. I've experienced it so many times in my life of like telling people where I'm from and then immediately they start to talk to me about Indian food. There was a girl I work with and she was like, ugh, I hate Indian food. Ugh, I hate it. Ugh. I hate it. I hate it. We went once and I will never go back. I ordered this chicken dish and it came in like a soup and it was red and it was so gross. And I was like, was it a curry? And she was like, yeah, "Yeah, it was so gross. I didn't know how to eat it. And like, mind you, this person was 25 fucking years old. And I was, and 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 so watching them do the same thing to Tiffany, that's what I saw. I saw that annoying ass uppity coworker that again, these are microaggressions. It's othering right. people who belong in this country because the, right. a culture that is accepted in America, in mainstream America, is not, quote unquote, American culture. It's Western ideals. Western mm-hmm. ideals that were set forth by colonizers, okay? Mm-hmm. So if we're going to sit here and we're going to talk shit about normal foods that a billion people around the world eat... Have mm-hmm. be, be a little fucking polite. It's just it blew my mind, and it just like they're ugh. growing up here. Also, like stinky food, you're smelling yeah. food. It smells like curry, all that stuff, man. Like it's 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 traumatizing. It's traumatizing for immigrants to have that, and for Tiffany to be this bomb ass, successful ass woman who is damned for showing her success 
and damned for showing her culture. What the fuck is she left with? You want her to be white? Because that's the other thing I'm seeing on the internet. Oh my God, her voice is so annoying. Her voice is so annoying. Tiffany's voice is a voice that is very commonly heard with a lot of Asian girls because Asian women have to go above and beyond to correct their voice. And sometimes it overcorrects and it sounds a certain way. But a lot of the like, whining and squealing that people are complaining about that's probably the result of speaking chinese her whole life and the inflection in your voice when you speak chinese is different so when you translate that to english is going to have a different inflection which to a lot of people is going to sound like valley girl but that's not what it is she's got she's got an asian american girl's voice that's what she has and and people aren't complaining about cam they think cam is endearing have i gone to a dinner where i was forced to have some or you know something was oh no you should have it you should have it yes have i um said no yes i have has it always worked no there are times when the host doesn't get the point and keeps pushing something on it which i don't personally like yes but uh, and and that is the part that bothered me like tiffany just let it go she's don't don't force her because that is just going to you know she doesn't if she doesn't eat it she doesn't eat it that's fine uh, but that part, you know, I have I have experienced and I have ha- have I hidden food from the host because I pretended to eat because I didn't want to uh, displease them. Yes. But then I haven't gone on afterwards about it and talked in others in social media and in watch what happens live. Mm-hmm. And I haven't talked about how and become been more even more obnoxious and racist. Yeah, about it. When you say you don't like certain foods, and it could be a very normal, it doesn't have to be a chicken foot. It could be something super normal that you just hate. That's fine, but you don't go afterwards and make fun of them for having asked you to eat it. Yeah, because that's the thing that Cam did, guys. She went and watched What Happens Live, and she said, I thought those ladies in Thailand at the ping pong show were bossy, but Tiffany is another level. To be honest, the first time I watched this show, I was what my kid was throwing a tantrum, and I was in between, and I just saw that one scene. I was like, why is Tiffany being so bossy? Why is she pushing Cam to eat this if Cam doesn't want to eat it? Yeah, But then I saw the whole entire scene and I was like, well, no, she's been offering all of the other foods as well. Yeah, She just thinks that this is one of the delicacies and she should they should eat it. It's not like this is going to gross you out. So I want to see you grossed out. Yes, exactly. That's the difference. Tiffany wasn't offering it for, uh, you know, hey, I want to see you grossed out. She was lit- she was genuinely saying this is something uh, good to eat and you should try it. Yeah. And then Cam also posted a picture of herself holding sparkle dog food and she said, I'd rather eat dog food. And I was like, oh, yeah, good job, Cam. Good job talking about dog food in a conversation about Asian food consumption. That is so deeply problematic. Mm -hmm. This is where I was like, oh, Cam is not just an idiot. She's. I have don't I have no words for somebody like that. And I will also say that like there's also the fact that last year she was not going to say anything to the ladies or anything to Leanne until she found out the producers are going to keep the Mexican stuff in the mm-hmm. show. Cam is very problematic. Mm-hmm. I also didn't appreciate that Bravo did all of that editing and adding in all of those like, "Oh, 
I thought they were going to be like happy. When I saw those chicken feet, I thought about those chicken and how happy they oh. were and all this stuff. And then Bravo yeah. also did all the editing. I was like, Bravo, you're not helping. Didn't you just have a chicken dumpling just before that? Yes. That was a chicken too. It's so dumb. Uh. Oh, also when Cam posted that dog food picture, guess who commented? You're so funny. Who's that? Brandy. <laughs> so when you said earlier, maybe Brandy's yeah. learned her lesson. The answer is no. No. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like excited. I want to watch Tiffany Moon because she's fucking, she's a firecracker on Twitter, by the way. She's amazing on oh, Twitter. She's been awesome on Twitter. So good on Twitter. Been, yeah, it sounds like all of them are against her. Like yes. All of them have been going against her. That is funny that this new housewife has rattled all of them. It's amazing. And I wonder how, how where De- uh, Deandra sits on that. I think Deandra is on Tiffany's side. I hope so. I hope not so. that she's not she's any less problematic. Yeah, but you know. Mm-hmm. Tiffany is doing on Twitter what Candace thinks that she's doing on Twitter, but she's not. <laughs> Tiffany is actually uh, being the wordsmith here. She is. She's <laughs> on fire. She is so good. And it, just go to her Twitter. It's it's fantastic. All right. Yeah. Salt Lake City. Yes. And I'm more and more in love with Heather Gay. My God. What an angel. She is. is I identify with her so much. This is obviously the aftermath of the party for Sharif. And the aftermath is that Sharif is not talking to Jen. Lisa and Meredith are mad at Whitney. Everybody's mad at Whitney. And I was like, I my one note about this said, Meredith, Lisa, and Jen are mad at Whitney because they're all too afraid to admit that Jen is the actual problem. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I understand why, like, Meredith is annoyed because Meredith is like, obviously, Whitney told me that Jen is talking shit about me. I don't really mm-hmm. like that. Lisa keeps saying, well, Whitney's also spreading these other lies. I'm like, no, Whitney is just repeating what Mary told her because mm-hmm. she's wanting to know if there's any truth to it. It's mm-hmm. not. But Lisa is like, she hates Heather and Whitney. You can tell yeah. that Lisa hates Heather and Whitney. And I feel like the reason for it is because Heather and Whitney are like former Mormons. And Lisa is really proud of being Mormon. And I think yeah. that... Lisa shows them that like you can be Mormon and you can be cool and you can do non-Mormon things and be totally accepted by the Mormon church. Like she's so desperately trying to sell Mormonism to all of us. And Mm -hmm. Heather and Whitney are talking about the realities of growing up in a culture that is deeply conservative. I think Lisa feels like anytime Heather and Whitney talk negatively about Mormonism, it's a personal attack on Lisa and her choices Mm -hmm. because Lisa chose to be Mormon. And it's like, Lisa, them saying that they have a hard time with Mormonism has nothing to do with you and your relationship with Mormonism. That's a private experience on Lisa's part, I feel. Like, she feels really attacked by them. And I think that's why she, like, is so mean about it. That's a good analysis. That may be it. That may be it. Because I know know how that feels, right? Because I grew up very conservative and And for a long, long time, anytime somebody would talk to me about Islam or raise any questions about things that they didn't like or 
even like people who drank or people who partied or anything, I would feel really like judgy and I would judge them and I would feel like or if you represent my religion that way, then that's bad for me. And it's like, but they're representing the religion how they want to represent it. It's their business. Like it has nothing to do with me. Religion has to be a private experience. When it becomes an organized experience for the population is when it gets into trouble. Yes, exactly. And so I, I felt that way about Lisa. And then she she and Meredith, like Lisa and Meredith are on their own show. I was like, all right, like I I don't like the Meredith and Seth show. I don't care about it. I'm like, why do they keep showing this couple to me? I really don't like them. Yeah. Lisa and Meredith go to that luncheon with all the other women. It was like a, it was an MLM dream. That's what it was. It's just the group that I like. And I was like, there was no personality. There was no, nothing to that group that made it stand out from anything else that you would go to. They were just selling shit. I also think the thing that I find really irritating about Lisa is that she equates success in life to money. True. She keeps talking about different successes and her goals and all this stuff. And all of it is around business and money and having a hair care line with her kids and all of these things, right? But that's not actually what makes you successful. And I think that's something I I have a lot of issue with. Well, American Christianity, evangelicalism is so deeply entangled with the capitalist dream that Mm -hmm. that's where I see a lot of Lisa's. That's a lot of what really bothers me about Lisa. She always talks about how like the church helps her be better. But the way the reason why she knows that she's better is because she can meet her goals of attaining more and more and more. That doesn't make you a better person. That just makes you a wealthier person. So I just I get a lot of snob vibes from Lisa. And I don't really love it. She equates everything to money. And I don't think there's anything more to her. It's very shallow. Yes. Uh, She's a very shallow. It's a shallow existence. It's a shallow personality. There's nothing. There's nothing more to her. There's no depth to either Lisa or to Meredith. I don't feel there's any depth to either of them. None. None at all. That's why I find them so boring. Obviously, we have to see how the Sharif or sorry, how the Shahs handle post party snafu. Yeah. We have to see how Heather and Whitney deal with Jen and everything like that. So Heather Mm -hmm. feels that Jen is taking it out on the wrong people. She's taking it out on Heather and Whitney because she just wants to be liked by the upper upper echelon of Salt Lake City, which is Lisa and Meredith. Which I was like, Heather. I and Heather mentions when they are in that water, um, the, the tubs in the mountains. Yeah, which we have to describe and talk about. But um, when they're out there, Heather mentions that Heather has an issue with Lisa and Meredith, and that Jen knows that. And so I wasn't quite clear what what beef did Heather have with Lisa and Meredith that we don't we haven't heard of yet. So she has beef with Lisa because Lisa's acting like she doesn't know who. Heather is and oh yeah and she's like very openly rude to Heather like on the first episode she just like ignored Heather she's not very nice yeah but yeah but then uh, in the subsequent episodes it looked like they were fine with it but I also see that Meredith and Lisa oftentimes when they come to parties they'll sit by themselves they won't sit with the rest of the group yeah they do things like that but I didn't know that there was an actual issue between Heather and um, Lisa and Meredith I don't think they're like chummy chummy 
And I also think that this this season was made over a lengthy amount of time, and I feel like there were a lot of production changes. So I feel like things happened at events that maybe we don't get to see, like the way that Mary is kind of snipped in in these like FaceTime calls, but there's like not really scenes of Mary at things. It just it was Mary is sitting in her closet trying on. All these other clothes. She's such a fucking oh hoarder. God, it gives has- me so much anxiety looking oh, at her closet. Every time she's saying that her room, she has a room, then it's uh, her husband's room, and then another room. She had, and it's not even organized. It's even not even put into shelves and organized or any of that. Build a closet, bitch. Yeah. Why are you? Ha- why do you have everything thrown around in such a manner that just? Oh, there's no room to sit. It it gives me anxiety to watch that. It and was bad. and she has been in there last episode and this episode when Whitney calls her to talk about what happened with uh with Jen, she uh, she's like, oh, it's like it's almost like she's so glad to hear that it, Jen blew up. Yeah. Because she knows what she was doing. She sent Whitney into the lion's den because Whitney is a fixer. And that's what she knew exactly what she was doing. Her acting like, oh, I don't know why that happened. Is like, yeah, that's what I wanted. You didn't invite me to your party. Watch me create mess. This Mm -hmm. is how I'm going to do it. And like the same thing with Meredith and Lisa. Oh, you guys don't want to be friends with me? You guys don't want to stick up for me? Then watch what I'm going to do. I truly don't like Mary. The more I see her, the more... It's not even now. I don't even feel sorry for her. I feel literally, truly dislike her. <laughs> yeah. Heather, Whitney, and Jen go to this weird-ass fucking spa. I would never sit in that tub. I was like, white people are so weird. Why would you want to have a tub? Why couldn't you just sit in the... It's a hot spring, right? Why couldn't you just get into the, the natural hot spring where it was coming from? Why did you have to put it into these rusty tubs and go sit in there? These nasty, moldy tubs. I was like, oh. I hope this establishment has not made it through COVID because this is fucking nasty. Yeah. Ugh. It made me very upset watching it. Every time they kept like pulling the the camera out and you could see the bottom of the rusty tub smell right. the mold, I was so grossed out. I was like, I have too much OCD to like watch something like that. Right. No, I come from India where I we actively tried to move away from that kind of stuff. So I worked hard to get my actual porcelain tub. I'm not going to move. I'm not yeah, going to, to a tin tub with mold on it and rust. <laughs> It's just like how I feel about camping. Like people love to go. White people love to camp. And I I always say like my parents made a lot of choices in life to make sure that they never have to sleep outdoors ever again. The concept that they would leave everything, leave their indoor nicely, nice, comfortable home to go live outside is nonsensical. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll hike between one, you know, one spot to another but both of those spots uh have to be a proper hotel with proper sheets clean sheets and a proper bed i'm not going to be camping outside yeah my idea of glamping is like a really nice cabin in the woods mm-hmm. yeah glamping i can do yeah. i can do camping does teach you a lot of life skills that i i knew growing up because it was not through camping it was through living i knew yeah <laughs> a lot of a lot of outdoorsy stuff because I lived through that. So I did learn a lot. And now I have to take my daughter through a Girl Scout camp to learn how to, you know, make a fire and go pee in the woods. (laughs) And I'm like, uh, that's what I lived through. So I wouldn't want to do it voluntarily. No, not interested. 
in any of that. Why do why, why do white people want to be in painful situations? What do they get out of it? I don't know. White people write us in. Why you do this yourself? Because we yeah, don't get why it. Why do you do that? Why do you do that? Like you're grossed out by chicken feet, but like you'll go and you'll like sleep outside. You do goat, you do goat yoga. Like what? Yeah. Also, Stephanie said she'd rather eat Travis's asshole. And I was like, right. I mean, yeah. look, I want I don't want to kink shame anybody. I know everybody eats butts these days. It's fine. Not for me. I get it. It's fine. <laughs> no one's looking down on that. Ugh. But yeah. let's not. But. <laughs> but let's like, are you crazy? Like, what are you yeah. talking about? Anyway, sorry. I got mad at Stephanie again. <laughs> Back to Salt Lake City. So Heather, Whitney, and Jen have a talk. And it was driving me crazy that like Whitney couldn't just say like, I know I picked the wrong time. But at the same time, I think Whitney is right when she says Jen is projecting. Jen is projecting. Jen is miserably sad. It's so sad. And it's like Jen is projecting and Heather knows that. But Heather doesn't want to lose her friendship with Jen because Heather is afraid of being left alone. Like Heather feels like she's not fit. Mm-hmm. Heather Heather feels like she's not good enough for a lot of things. And it made me mm-hmm. so sad for her. I was like, oh, Heather, you're amazing. The whole fucking country loves you right now. The world. Because you're like the best housewife we've had in a really long time. That is the part where I identified with her. Where I feel I am like that. I I just had a sit down with one of my colleagues and she was like, you're so amazing. I don't know why you have this complex that you're not. And I was like, I don't feel it. I don't feel it. And so I have to hear it from somebody else before I feel it. Yeah, I get it. And that's where that's where Heather is. That's where Heather is, that she doesn't have that person to tell her that. And I think this is actually something really relatable for a lot of women in their like 30s and 40s. I feel like a lot of us go through it. Huh? Yeah, we need a cheerleader and we don't have that. We do. And uh, I think that especially if you've been in a relationship for a really long time or if you like have been married for a long time and then you get divorced and if your only role was being mm-hmm. like a mother, even if you have like a great job and stuff, it does get to a point sometimes where you feel like unappreciated by your husband and you don't feel like they're really a cheerleader for you. And obviously, if you have a good partner, you can get that. But a lot of times that can happen and then you kind of lean on your friends and Obviously, I think the the most important thing is that that needs to come from inside. Like you need to tell yourself Correct. that Correct. you're good. It enough. doesn't matter if somebody else tells you. You have to have it come from inside, and that's the part that it's hard when you you have been hurt so much that you have. It takes a lot of effort on your part to get that back. It's like getting back the mojo, right? So yeah, it, it takes a while. Heather, you'll get there. Yeah, Heather. man. She's- Heather, we will get there. We yeah, get there we'll together. get there. We'll get there together, Heather. And then we end with the scene with Jen and Coach Shaw. And yeah. Coach Shaw took uh, four days to let her cool down, and she still flipped out. Yeah, that's true. He's a he's <laughs> he a good like, husband, though. He is. He was so concerned for her. He was like, I didn't quite understand. He is. He is really good at listening. I don't know if Jen realizes that. Even though he's not there, he's actually so much better than a whole bunch of other husbands that we have seen. Seriously. He might be one of the best husbands on TV right now. He might be. He accepts Jen despite how crazy she is right now. Like, it's kind of like Chris Bassett and Candace. It's like. He accepts her for who she is. Yes. And And she she should realize that and be happier 
about it. I, I, Jen is so sad. She's, she's miserable. So sad. She's miserable. Yeah. And 100% the reason why she doesn't like Mary is because I think Mary was, when the production companies changed, Mary was added onto the cast. And I mm-hmm. prior to that moment, Jen was supposed to be sort of the HBIC and mm-hmm. they added on Mary. And I think Jen got threatened by it because this is all Jen has in her life. Like, I think mm-hmm. this is probably, she has some sort of marketing company, but I don't even know what the yeah. deal with that is. And apparently you had like some link to Trump, which wasn't great. Yeah. But overall, I I think Jen is a really sad person. And rather than dealing with the sadness in her marriage, she's taking it out on all the wrong people. And it's very mm-hmm. sad. And again, yeah. next next episode, she's still mad at Whitney. And that's the other thing about Jen. She was like fine with Mary. And then all of a sudden she got mad at Mary. And it was like, I, I can't keep I up. I did like Jen correcting Heather over and over again and saying, Heather, it wasn't your fault. It wasn't your yeah. fault. Because Heather, <laughs> Heather kept taking the blame. And that's something I do too is like when my friends are fighting, if I was involved in any sort of way, I include myself and like, we should all, we were all at fault. We should all fix it. And so I was glad that, uh, you know, Jen was saying, no, it wasn't your fault. You had nothing to do with it. I'm not mad at you. She was pretty reassuring to Heather. Yeah, she was. It was really sweet. I like that. Like, I like that Jen said, you know, I'm only dealing with Whitney right now because of because Heather is my friend. But I think the reason why Jen doesn't like Whitney is because what Whitney's saying isn't a lie because Mm -hmm. because Whitney's got Jen's number like she knows Mm -hmm. what she knows what's going on. And I've said it before. I think Whitney is somebody who seems like who's done a lot of self-reflection and understands mm-hmm. how to read people. Obviously, she fucked up because I do agree that who the hell goes to a, a birthday party and said that even Mary was like, oh, uh, even I, I said, Mary do. said even I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't wait for the reunion because apparently it did film. And so I feel mm-hmm. like we'll get some answers of what was going on between the yeah. the ladies but is mary gonna go to vegas next episode i don't think oh, so that would be weird i don't think mary is the vegas type but i don't know if she did if she does how that would come off who knows yeah is lisa okay with vegas she was being so prudish about uh whitney's dancing yeah she, she didn't was. even touch up on the fight she was so focused when she was talking to her husband she was more focused on how lisa was dancing yeah she was just yeah she was just like body shaming not body shaming but she was like slut shaming whitney basically the whole time right it was yeah. really fucked up i hated it not a fan of lisa or meredith nope Get them off my screen. People love them. I know. Are we the only ones who don't like them? It's possible, but who gives a fuck? I don't care. (laughs) We will be proved right. We have good intuition. Yes, exactly. All right. (laughs) Well, that's it for this week. I know. And we're not going to have an episode on Tuesday. We won't because Fabulous Lives is done and we have to yet we have yet to watch the next show, which is um, The House of Hope. Yeah. So we're going to take no no, no episode on Tuesday. We'll take a, a day break or an episode break. And then uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Yes. We and we have, uh, we, we have a Jersey um, trailer yeah. for, came through. So oh my God. we have some materials. And I think we have to bring a resident um, Jersey expert on i think we i mean i think we need richie back exactly i think richie needs to come back on to talk jersey yeah all right guys as always find us on twitter and instagram at the real